Welcome to Purpose Inc., the podcast where we discuss corporate purpose and stakeholder capitalism. I'm your host, Michael Young. Regular listeners of this podcast will know that one of the topics that I get into is the role of corporations as citizens, and in particular, how companies show up in the communities where they operate. And in the world of information technology services, that is the business of building software and systems, the assumption is that if you want to find the best talent, you need to be close and and be close to your customer. You need to be in New York or Washington, D.C. or the San Francisco Bay Area. And as a citizen of a corporate citizen of a big market, you're going to have some impact in those markets. But relative to the scale of a big city, you're not going to have that much. Even if you're Google or Amazon, you're not really going to affect New York or San Francisco that much. But what if you're a big company that chooses to focus on developing talent in smaller markets and smaller places, places like... Lafayette, Louisiana, and Washaw, Wisconsin, and Lebanon, Virginia. And there, in those markets, you're going to have a much bigger impact. And that's what my guest today, Will Labar, who's vice president of CGI, is here to talk about. Will's in charge of CGI's U.S. Delivery Center program, which is a network of seven centers of excellence across the U.S. in small towns, Uh, some of those I mentioned right above. Um, They employ over 1,800 IT professionals and are leveraging private-public partnerships in local communities, in K-12, and and universities. And Will and I talk about CGI strategy to, to develop these centers in these smaller markets and why and why they're doing it, and also uh, the impact that CGI has both or from a, an economic standpoint, from a job standpoint, from a development standpoint. And then Will and I get into a big discuss- a broad discussion about hiring millennials and CGI's approach to recruiting um, talent into these smaller markets for some very advanced, high-value, highly innovative work around hyper-converged infrastructure, storage, cloud, AI, cybersecurity. So this is, this is advanced innovation work that they're doing. And, and we get into how CGI has built programs to develop talent in these local communities by staying close to K through 12 and community college and universities in a, through a program they call STEM at CGI. And then we, of course, talk about the future of work in the post-COVID world, um, which we almost talk about on every podcast these days. Uh, so without further ado, my conversation with Will Labar of CGI. Will, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. I'm excited to be here, Michael. Thanks for having me. You bet. Okay, so a lot to get into, a lot to cover today. Um, but the thing that really interested me in, in having this discussion with you today, Will, is about how your organization, how CGI is thinking about innovation and thinking about hiring. And so just kind of give us, set us up with how you think about all of that together as as part of your um, service delivery model. 
Sure. Um, well, I, I mean, I, I think that probably goes back to, you know, if you look at CGI's core values, right, and, and the way that we balance our stakeholders and, and, you know, we think about our stakeholders and, you know, in a, in a triangle fashion, we have our clients, our members and our shareholders and, you know, and, and, and so like we're, we're constantly looking at ways that we can bring new and innovative solutions to our clients. We're trying to create an environment where our clients are, are always learning how to do their business better, you know, and, and paired with that, like our, our members or our employees, um, you know, we're trying to create an environment for them where they can, you know, be a part of a company that they're proud of and build a career that is, is satisfying those, those clients' missions and it's always challenging them. So there's like this, to me, it's this constant or this, 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 um, this culture of continual learning um, that, is, that is focused on the mission of our clients um, and, and of course, the career growth and passions of our members. You know, and, I, and then I think that obviously all drives shareholder value. Um, and, and I think, you know, it's specific to my role within, within CGI is, you know, um, how that really intersects with the community in a very unique way with our, our U.S. Uh, delivery center as a part of our onshore model. Um, and then that onshore model is a part of our global delivery network. We have a client proximity focus. We have offshore, we have nearshore. And then, and then, I, you know, I, I sit within, um, this area of, of creating these, these U.S. centers of excellence, you know, um, and, and smaller, you know, parts of the country. Right. And, and, and the organization has specifically decided and made the decision to move these centers into smaller markets. So talk about what, what drove you to that, what was the thinking there? And then I, and then I really want to get into the impact that you're having in these local markets. Cause I, Again, it's like everything, politics, news, it's all local. So I'd really I'm I'm really excited to talk to you about this small town local dimension to what you're doing. Yeah. Um well, so I think maybe I'll provide a little bit more definition around what they are. Um and, and the best way to do that is to describe a a little bit about where they are and the type of work we do there and the partnerships we create. So so we have about seven of these centers. Um, in, in, in the U.S. with, uh, you know, close to 17, 1,800 employees across those seven. And they, they range from, you know, a, a Waterville, Maine to Wausau, Wisconsin, down into Texas and Lafayette, Louisiana, which is where I'm based out of, and Alabama, and then rural Southwest Virginia, which is where we started this whole journey back in 2006. Um, and the, you know, the type of work we're doing in these locations, these are cities or towns that have, in some cases, like, Lebanon, Virginia, it's like two to 3,000 people. Um, and then, you know, you get up to Lafayette, which is like 120, you know, 120,000 people. So these are not your big tech meccas in America, right? Uh, but we're, you know, we, we put these centers in these locations and we're doing really, you know, um, high value innovative work in them. If you look at Texas, we're creating like hyper-converged infrastructure, um, storage solutions in a cloud with our clients. And you look at Lebanon, Virginia, we're, we have like members there with like over 15 years of experience in you know federal financials and also supporting the the intelligence sector, and then in, in Louisiana like deep healthcare knowledge and cybersecurity expertise that we're grooming there. So like th these centers are 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 very unique in the types of jobs they're bringing to these communities, um, and, and they're really anchored around uh, partnering with local universities in those communities, partnering with the uh, uh, the, the local economic development organizations, the chambers of commerce, et cetera, 
um, in order to bring that value that I was talking about uh, to our clients and create these career opportunities for our members. And then give like, it also has this great, you know, synergy with the, um, the community itself, if that makes sense. Absolutely. And so could talk a little more, a, a, a bit more about the economic impact and that that CGI creates in these markets. Yeah. So um, if you would. it really depends on the size of the center, but um, it, it like, you know, our a typical model would have us sort of um, making a commitment with the local community to, to create about 400 jobs. Um, and, uh, you know, I think that the average annual um, economic impact in, in Lafayette where I live was, um, I think ninety million dollars a year when we were um, when we hit four hundred, and we did that so fast that we're you know we're going to grow to eight hundred here. Um, so like there's the there's the basic dollar value of the economic impact, but then there's the stories too that come with it that the community can then tell about itself. Um, and, and so the ability for you know Lebanon, Virginia, to be able to to go to the market and and compete as a location and a region for additional jobs. And, and to be able to point to the partnership they have with us makes uh, makes a value proposition in of itself there. And um, and then I think there's the economic development impact of the work we do and in, in engaging with the education sector in these communities um, and the work we do with things like our STEM at CGI program. And so it's it's hard to quantify that a little bit, but you know it, I, I wouldn't want to overlook it. I think that. Um, the basic structure we set up and the framework for partnering with these communities becomes a, a force multiplier for us and for the community at large. Yeah, well, and and as you were talking, I was thinking about that just it changes the narrative, right? Yeah, Locally, absolutely. that's that's a big deal. Narrative matters. Yep. Um, I want to get into that, um, that the, the training programs that you do, STEM at CGI and what you're doing uh, with education, K through 12, community college and university. So give us an overview of that initiative. Sure. Um, well, I think, you know, at its core, this like in and of itself is a recognition that when we create one of these centers, we we need to focus on the long game here. And, and we are helping a community um, create a talent pipeline, not just for us, but but for the vision for that community in the future. And so you know, a few years ago, we, we started the STEM at CGI program that really helped codify that a bit. And, and the great thing about this is it was created by um, a few um, uh, CGI members who had just graduated from college, which I think speaks a little bit to like the, the culture we create to empower our members to have an impact. Uh, but these, these new hires, they, they were like, we want to do a STEM camp locally. And, and um, it had such an impact on the students that we reached that um, we then took it to to cities across the U.S. and it's now become a global program, but, um, you know, we're focused on demographics that are underrepresented in STEM. Uh, so women, uh, minorities, um, disabled students, um, economically underserved uh, portions of these communities and, and really focused on trying to inspire uh, and mentor them on, on pursuing uh, fields in, in IT and other STEM careers. And we're getting into the classroom, we're teaching them how to code, we're talking to them about hardware. Um, and so if you think about this pipeline, it's you got the K through 12 part, and then there's the partnerships we create with community colleges and universities. And we go into the classrooms there. Um, uh, we do capstone programs and internships, all the, the, the things you would think about uh, an industry partner would do with the university. And we're just trying to build that bridge 
across that entire spectrum. And we certainly have parts of the bridge we still need to build, but um, you know, proud of what we've done so far and excited about what the future holds there for sure. Mm, yeah. Well, well, and obviously with COVID, I'm I'm a I'm a city kid. I grew up in cities. I've lived in cities. Where I live now, outside of uh, in the Bay Area, is probably the furthest I've lived from a big urban area. Um, but certainly, small towns are getting more more recognition. I'm, I'm reading things all the time about people looking to move out of cities, which yeah. is a, a change and a reversal. So you guys are already there yeah. in, in terms of having seen the markets coming to you. I guess, talk a little bit about millennials in particular, because if I when I think about that demographic, and that's probably a target hiring cohort yep. for you, they tend to want cities. So how... Not everybody's going to, you know, be a fit for one of one of these centers for you. But what do you offer to those to that particular group of of uh, employees or members sure. um, that is makes makes coming to one of these centers attractive? And again, you you mentioned at the, the top; these are not low level tech jobs. These yeah. are high level, innovative. Uh, it's advanced work. So how do you attract millennials? Maybe a quicker, easier way to ask that long question. Yeah, it's, um, well, and, and you're right. Like this is a big demographic for us or, or recruiting right out of college in general, right? Um, and, and so like, uh, you know, just thinking about people who are early in their career and what are they looking for? Because um, uh, typically like in our growth mode in these communities, sometimes up to 50% of our hiring you know, which is, you know, 50 new employees a year is coming right out of college. So I think there's a number of things it, it kind of goes back to what I was talking about earlier that you need to offer. Like we, you definitely need to offer an environment where you're empowered and you enjoy working, like you're learning from your peers and, and you're, and I think like it's critical to, to be proud of what you are a part of. Right. And I think that's a lot of what, um, you know, uh, people are looking for when they're starting out in their career now. Um, in fact, like when we're recruiting, I, I think it's just really cool. Like, I, cause I'll talk to a lot of uh, people that were, that are candidates and, um, and I'll ask them, you know, what, what, it, like, why are you interested in coming to work for us? And, you know, it, you know, touch on like the, the career opportunities and stuff, but there's a lot of uh, candidates who say, well, I see what you're, I see the impact you're having in our local community. And I want to be a part of that. And that always like just gets me fired up to do more, you know. And and, and so like it's a, um, it's a really um, I, I think that kind of goes back to what you're asking right there. Like, how do you attract that kind of talent? It, you need to. It's more than a paycheck for so many people, and I don't think it's just millennials and uh, new hires. I, I think that sort of spans across the entire spectrum. Um, people really looking for that. Yeah, absolutely, and. Um... If you could maybe just get into what have you learned along this journey that would be useful to others? Um, what advice do you have for other tech firms that are recruiting and, and maybe thinking about expanding their talent base beyond New York, San Francisco, Chicago, Dallas, Atlanta? Yeah, it's... Uh, um 
So a lot of a ton of different lessons. You know, I have uh, like written on the wall in in my office the phrase "potential over experience," um, and 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 so every time I'm talking to, um, you know, whether it's someone within CGI or clients or other companies who are thinking about you know uh, locating to one of these communities, I I, try, I really try to underscore that, um, and it, it, like you really need to be able to refine your ability to identify talent in a, in a non-traditional manner. Um, and, and learning that and learning how to do that is, is not an easy thing. Um, I, and, and so I guess like, and maybe the other lesson learned like comes from a little bit from our, from like the consulting culture that, that, you know, I started my career out in, which is like always listening, um, to my clients to try to understand what their business problem is. Like, I, I think one of the things that's made us really successful in these communities is that um, we're listening to the communities that we are a member of, um, and, and understanding where are the challenges within the community and how can we help? Um, and, and how can we bring the platform that we as a global company have and the talent that our members have to bear on the challenges and the vision for that community and where they want to go. Um, and if, and if we can make ourselves a part of that, that helps, you know, attract that talent. And then if we can figure out a way to connect the way we're giving back to the community, to the mission of our clients, then we've kind of woven it all together. Um, and, and if we can stitch it together like that, that really drives, um, you know, shareholder value. And I think that all those things are just interconnected. Um, and, and so listening to the community, I think, that you, that you are part of and uh, where you live and you work is an integral part of the way to do that successfully. So that's probably one of the biggest lessons learned I've taken away from my experience. Yeah, right on. Yeah, values matter. We see it now more than ever. Right. Yep. It's it's completely transparent. So I wanted to maybe put you on the spot and ask you to give us some future predictions, whether, you know, within your own business, uh, within your own four walls. But where where do you see use COVID as the context, the, um, you know, the accelerant, if you will? How do you, is this is this going to be a trend that CGI continues with? And and how do you think? This changes talent management, acquisition, recruitment, service delivery, consulting. Like, just I'd love your thoughts broadly because you're you're looking at this from a very unique perspective. What does the future hold? Uh, yeah, <laughs> tell us. You must know. Yeah, um, I, I'm I'm definitely not a um, definitely not a good uh, a tea leaf reader, but. I, I like, you know, I, I, there's a lot of different ways to take that conversation. You know, I, um, I, I think about it, you know, one of the reasons we, we pick these communities is, is because of the unique access to talent that we can find. And culturally, I think uh, businesses and government organizations, entities of all kinds, I've realized that um, you can do work from anywhere um, and, and, and be sometimes even more productive. And, and so I think like, it'll be really interesting to see sort of what the war for talent evolves like as, um, you see entities willing and able to recruit talent from anywhere and have it work remotely. As you see some of our clients get more comfortable with doing work, maybe outside of the beltway in the federal government and, and doing it in some, uh, uh, Lebanon, Virginia or something. Right. Um, and that opens up new value propositions and value streams for them. Um, and so I think that's going to be one fundamental change. And, I, and that'll change, like, one, like our ability to grow in these locations. And, and so, you know, we're going to continue to strive to do that. 
And it'll also change um, sort of uh, how we retain our talent in those locations because because now uh, they could be recruited from anywhere possibly, right? So that's one thing for us to be thinking about. Um, you know, you mentioned the accelerant, you know, in the, IT, in the IT space, you know, people look at COVID and they talk about um, how it's uh, an accelerator for things like cybersecurity and cloud modernization. And that, that for sure is something for us to be aware of in our industry and, and across all industries. And um, and so I think like you're going to, you, you've seen the need for digital solutions and trans digital transformation to enable resilience during the pandemic. Um, and, and so you have all those demand factors, I think, aggregating there that we would keep in mind. And I guess the last thing I'd say there, like if I was going to try to, you know, look a few steps ahead is, is I don't think we can ignore the, the, the dialogue that's occurring within our country around equity and diversity and inclusion. Um, you know, the pandemic uh, that we're going through or we went through or, or, or currently in is, you know, you know, it has um, hit the underserved parts of our community, the black community and minorities more than than other parts. And uh, you have recent events um, that have really brought to the forefront uh, uh, the conversation we need to be having as a country around you know, social equity. Um, and and I think like all of that is is an accelerator of itself and how we think about talent and, and the need for us to include equity into how we uh, find talent and uh, grow talent within our organizations. You know, there's a I've been listening to a, a really powerful speaker recently named uh, Angela Blackwell, and and she says that for communities, equi equity is a superior growth model, and, and I think it's interesting to try to apply that to your companies and your organizations um, and the value that comes with diversity. Um, and so like when I think about the future, I, like those three things are the things that come to mind on, on topics we need to be keeping at the forefront. That's great. And the last one in particular, I think is, I mean, just imagine, you know, we're obviously, you know, large economy, imagine how much more powerful we would be as an, as, as a country, if, we took advantage of all of the talent out there equally. Absolutely, it's, it's pretty. It, it, it's a pretty compelling uh, thing, and and yes, it has it has justice and equity issues built in. But let's not forget that there's there are so many people who are just underrepresented and and are not given equal opportunity. What if we had that? What if yep. that were available? Yeah, and that's really embedded in what you're saying. Yep. Yeah. That's spot on, which goes back to our, you know, our STEM programs that we, that we have. It's um, really trying, like, like that is, you know, it is not an easy thing to address or fix. Um, and so trying to find the right partnerships where we can be a part of that is important to us. Yeah. And you've taken it from a very unique perspective and, and Will, we're going to have to leave it there, but I very much appreciate you coming on the podcast and talking about your work. I've really enjoyed the conversation. Thanks, Michael. Thank you. The Purposing Podcast is a production of Actual Agency, helping innovators communicate in a changing world. More at www.actual.agency.